Hi, O'Neill here, loving dogs and their people. So yesterday I talked about creating a list of your dog's hierarchy of rewards. And some people feel like, oh, that's just boring. Who cares? What's the importance of that? Well, today I want to talk to you about that because it is important. It can be. Sometimes it's not, but then there's times when it's very valuable. So let's take a look. For me, one of the biggest things that I've learned in my life is knowledge is power. It's not being the strongest. There's times for that, but knowledge usually trumps in a lot of cases. And when you are working with your dog, who can be like a crafty five-year-old or, you know, a not real bright five-year-old or keep it simple five-year-old or you gotta just figure out their stimulation point and be able to work with it. Bring it down, raise it up, redirect, and quickly. <laughs> so knowledge is power. And that's the point of the hierarchy of rewards. Sometimes I have noticed in my trainings that people are using the wrong rewards. And so they're wasting some really powerful ones and underutilizing ones that they don't realize are how powerful they are. Or you're just giving the great ones so much that they lose their impact. When you could be using something of a lower status in the dog's mind, who would be perfectly happy with that at the moment and keep the really high-ranking ones for when it's really important. Case in point, a yellow lab youth. I think she was 14 to 16 months old. Mom and son were out of the house most of the day, and the lab was in a large crate. So when they got home at night, that dog was pent up with a ton of energy and it was like fling out. You mean just like you start to un unhook the latches on the dog door and or the crate door and that dog would just bust out and bounce over the furniture and race around and slam into the walls up and down the stairs and careen around the kitchen. You can hear things banging and falling because the dog had a ton of energy jumping on you, barking. It was just like bah. They're like, we just, can you help us? And so I would show up about the same time they were getting home. And that's, that's how we dealt with. I was okay, let's, let's address this. So we were going through the lessons and talking about different ways to use the dog's energy. And they said, there's no fenced in areas where they live. And that was impractical to go find a place. And a long line just really they didn't think that was a really great solution and there was no hours to go exercise that dog and so we we're looking at that and going okay and so we're about halfway through the lessons and I'm wrapping up I mean we're making progress but it just so much more is needed that dog is just a bundle of energy and really there's got to be a way we can do better so I was I was loitering afterwards because I had a few minutes and the boy put the dog on the long lead and, and took her outside to the front yard and and we step out and I'm like going, what's going on out here? Well, he was throwing a frisbee or a ball because he used both and that dog was just like 
bow. And I'm going like, why didn't you tell me about this? And they go, we didn't want to tell you about it because she goes nuts. She absolutely goes crazy. She, she's out of control. I'm like, this is where she's the most in control. This is your training tool right here. This is the a massive high reward. And they're like looking at me like, what are you talking about? And so I just said, can I step in here? And so instead of just like throwing the ball or throwing the frisbee and just having the, just blowing some energy on a really happy dog, it was like, okay, now you have the dog sit before you throw the ball. Okay, that was really great. Do that a few times. Now you're going to have the dog down before you throw the ball. Now you're going to have the dog stay. Now you have to pay a lot of attention so you don't get jerked with that lead, but have the dog stay to go get the ball. And because you've got the ultimate, ultimate focus. And they were amazed because then the training, it was like a Helen Keller moment. You know, it's like, we don't understand, we don't understand. Then all of a sudden, bam, everybody comes together. It's exciting. And we've got a reward. And we've got it as a tool to be able to use it for maximum impact. That benefited everybody. The dog got it there got her exercise, she got trained, she started to calm down, she learned how to focus, they learned how to manage her energy and help her focus, and after that the lessons were like, hey, we've got this. So it was really, that was, a, I like that example because it was really powerful from crash, bang, boom, tearing up the house with all that energy to then she, you could go over and you could actually just tell her to stay, you could open up the dog crate and let her out and and she was well on her way to being able to um, graduate from being in that while they were away for the day because she was no longer bunkers isn't that a great one i know a lot of people that could relate to that one so that is a really classic example of using that resource strategically so, which if you're looking at your list, there's probably a line of going, this one could be considered overstimulation. The dog just goes bonkers. Like maybe a squeaky toy. There's a very favorite toy and it's just like, Pwah! if you've got that, keep that. Like that's the time when you're dealing with some sort of a behavior like the dog is really wanting to go chase off at something. You opened up the door your dog isn't trained to, to uh, with a good recall yet, or there's just something, it's just too exciting out there. In my neighborhood, it could be a bear, and I don't want my dog chasing a bear. So, um, I might, that's the point. By the door, I whip open a drawer, and I've got that favorite squeaky toy, which is compelling. Bear, squeaky toy. Bear, or squeaky toy. Bear, that may run but may turn around and bite you or squeaky toy that's just a lot of fun and so if you present you know <laughs> it's a little competition who is more attractive the bear or you with their favorite squeaky toy so that is using your resource strategically and hopefully it goes in your favor <laughs> It's the holidays, and I like to bake and make homemade dog treats and gift them. 
and I have land over the years. I've made all these different kinds of dog treats. I would make these these platters, you know, here and with descriptors and and for people's parties. It's like oh, they're human grade too. And you know, I know your dogs are there, so you can eat them. The dogs can eat them, and and asking for feedback. And it was funny because I just over the years, it's just that was just my way of having fun and everybody really enjoyed it including the dogs and I was so there's times I was surprised because some of the treats I that took a long time the dogs were like meh the people were like no they really didn't like them it's like oh okay so I found I've landed on one one dog treat human treat human dog treat that is liked by every, it's more than liked it's like <laughs> I'll use this as an example. Another high reward. So Gabriel is here and I'm in the kitchen whipping up these and it's cheese straws. So you know what it is? Cheese straws. Simple, simple, simple ingredients. I hate it. They have to roll them out, roll them out, cut them, bake them. It takes three times the time the recipe takes, just so you know. And I pulled out the first batch and I was letting them cool enough so that he could have one. I could break off a piece and give it to him. And he's kind of a fussy little boy. I mean, he likes food, but, you know, he's not a kitchen kitchen roadie guy that hangs out there all the time. He, he would prefer the bed or, you know, going out and doing things outside. But he got one of those treats and he parked himself in the kitchen for hours just, just watching me, watching me. Are you going to give me another treat? And it was hysterical. And so then I packaged them up and I delivered them or mailed them to other people. Because this is this is the last, last year was the last time I made the party platter with all the different assortment. It's the cheese straw. So it made it simpler. So I just, it was a cheese straw weekend. And <laughs> it's so funny because they're all, I'm checking with people that are like going, oh yeah, oh God, I've got the treats. Oh God, the dog's just like total focus. So it's a high value. And it's a seasonal, because I'm not making them very much. So the cheese straw focus was so compelling that the dogs wouldn't leave the kitchen for a little piece of it, not even a whole big one, just a little niblet of cheese straw. So it does sometimes your rewards aren't, aren't it's not a monetary thing. And you have ultimate focus. On the other side, Maybe you've got a dog that um, enjoys food, but they, they inhale it. And so you're wanting to modify that behavior and slow them down. So you can get a treat dispenser or a food, a kibble dispenser. So they have to actively move it around and engage with it so that some kibbles will fall out. And the reason it's not the toy so much that they like, but they want the food and it slows them down so that you know, they're not making themselves sick. That's another reward. And then, but where does that fit on the hierarchy? And you get, you know, you have those really icky dog biscuits that you get like at the banks and, or restaurants give out, <laughs> or, you know, different places. They got the little bowl of dog treats and like milk bone. I hate it. Sorry, milk bone, but they're pretty, you know, certainly not gourmet. And a lot of dogs will just walk by them. But at there's times when they do have value. So you don't have to take a higher reward tennis ball with you to go to some of these places to get your dog to perform, but you can use that one just to get a pretty little sit or stay. 
just what what you're doing is you're just looking for ways. I'm just reinforcing this good behavior. I'm having a good time. The dog's having a good time. If someone were taking me out to dinner and they asked me to sit for a second so that I could enjoy a nice dinner and be with them, you betcha. I wouldn't have a problem with that. That's called manners. And that's how I get to be invited. And if I didn't have them, they probably wouldn't invite me out again. So it's the same thing with the dog. It's just keeping those things in place gently with the right kind of stimulation. For other dogs, it's being able to go on a car ride because the car ride symbolizes going really great places. So you're not taking them strictly to the vet. You're taking them to the park, taking them to grandma's house. You're taking them places where they just, or they just love hanging out the car window. So that's another one. You want to really look outside the, the box and go, what is it that my dog really prizes? Because there's some you can incorporate into your training. There's some you can incorporate in, we just enjoy doing it and you're such a good boy or girl and let's go have some fun together. But these rewards have, have a hierarchy and there's a reason for it. If you notice that, you can use it to your advantage. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Well, uh, again, so you, there's times when you just want a little attaboy. Here's a little treat. Or it might be just to toss a toy. The toy on the floor that wasn't being paid attention to, you pick it up and you show interest, and now it's desirable. Now it has a reward factor. I do that in the parks. I'll pick up a stick and I'll roll it in my hands so my scent gets on it. Huff on a little bit with my breath. And just a point, do it with two sticks and throw one stick. They go find it. And you can tell because they'll know when they get it because it's got your scent on it. And they'll pounce on it and they'll come racing back. And then you'll have the other one to... to toss and then you can do that rotation that keeps your dog happy and exercising more than you because a tired dog is an easy dog and it can be something really simple some of the best rewards really don't have a high price tag you know there it's it's being creative and enjoying your time with your dog and paying attention so that's why i wanted to encourage you to have a hierarchy of rewards posted and you can share that with others. And, and if you've got, like you may be the primary person in your dog's life, but maybe your significant other or kids are there too and they don't have the same kind of worship thing going that you get. And so by them being able to know here, this is going on, come on over here, let's talk about it, which would be the best reward to get your dog's attention so that you can be successful and help coach them through that it makes a big difference and it makes and it makes everybody want to engage more and the more they engage the happier the household is and the better life that everybody has in that household so that's the reason that's the reason for that list and also it changes so be willing to take it down and rebuild a new one or add more in there and um, have notes all over it. But 
really enjoy it and use it because your dog is paying attention and it'll make a big difference for your dog and you as you utilize it. Okay, so in summary, use, it, use your dog's reward strategically, but it doesn't have to be real uh, regimented. You can do the total surprise. It's like sometime when you remember when you were a kid and someone would come or even like yesterday they go, hey, you did really great today. Let's go get some ice cream. It's like, woohoo! That's high on my reward list. So play with it. Use it because it, by redirecting towards a reward, it's positive, 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 as opposed to doing corrections. Who likes doing corrections? Nobody likes doing it. Nobody likes receiving it. But if you switch it around to rewards, and they could be little things, makes a big difference. It could be being petted. It could be one of the favorite things of my dogs was to, well, or is, is to come together in the kitchen and I get out the grooming tools and I sit on the floor and we go through our hierarchy, you know. The alpha dog comes, steps forward, and we do a stand for examination. We do a groom. We love on her. And she's eating it up. And everybody else is standing right around. They don't leave. They're right there, wait, like within feet, waiting for their turn, for their attention. And then I'll go, okay, that's good. I reach in the box. I give her a treat. And I go, okay, who's next? And, and so she moves out of the, you know, the circle of my legs and the next one comes in. But it's these little things that really make a difference. Okay? That, so that wasn't really a summary. The summary is involve your dog, make it positive, and use your hierarchy of rewards because it makes you more powerful and life is a lot richer. Okay, that's it.